Hi everyone, welcome to SheMD Podcast. This is Dr. Marley's Hill Ali, MD, and this is episode eight. Episode's eight subject is substance abuse. This is a very tricky subject, okay? Um, another word or another way to describe substance abuse, that's a new term. The old term, of course, is drug addiction, okay? And all forms of toxic relationships have some form of substance abuse or substance use disorder, drug addiction, however you want to describe it, mixed into it, okay? And so we're not going to use any patient cases today. We're going to just jump into it because I think everybody knows someone around them who is struggling with some substance. And that substance does not have to be a drug as in methamphetamine or heroin. It can be sugar. It can be shoes, okay, or money or gambling. Okay, so we're going to talk about this and we're going to delve into this because I have a running sort of theory about this. And let me go ahead and say DJ KGB is not with us today. He is busy. Uh, doing DJ KGB. He will be back with us as soon as he can join us. Um, but today it's just SheMD and we're talking about substance abuse. Okay. So um, going back to what I was saying, I think our lack of emotional intelligence development is contributing to this substance abuse epidemic. Okay. I think it's driving an increased use of self-medication. Um, People are trying to live up to societal expectations uh, versus accepting reality. Um, people are busy trying to keep up with the Joneses. Um, people are busy trying to get the latest and greatest, you know, really trying to be the best at materialism and capitalism. Uh, one of the best movies that sort of illustrates all of this is the wolf of wall street if you all have not seen this this is the craziest most obscene excessive over-the-top wall street depiction uh, of fast money uh, of unethical uh, practices in wall street is crazy but there's a lot of drug use in that and with that the disinhibition and poor decision making that comes with it and so, um, you know, you want to be aware of what is driving you, okay? Um, substance use can really simply be defined as a pattern of harmful use of any substance for mood-altering purposes, okay? So substances can include alcohol or, or illicit drugs, like I've talked about. But it can include substances that are not drugs, like I talked about, like food, okay? Abuse, okay, can result because you are using a substance in a way in which it's not intended or recommended or because you're using it more than is prescribed if it's a prescription medicine that you're abusing. So to be clear, someone can use substances and not be addicted, okay? Even have a substance use disorder, okay, which is defined, and it's a little bit different, okay? 
but substance abuse okay is a is a pattern of harmful use of any substance and that can be anything okay so we can be talking about tobacco we can be talking about alcohol we can be talking about illicit drugs we can be talking about prescription medications um, and the misuse of all of those negatively impacts the welfare and health care of Americans every year um, excessive alcohol use can increase a person's risk of developing serious health problems in addition to those associated with the intoxication uh, behaviors associated with the alcohol use you can have withdrawal symptoms and those are real and alcohol withdrawal symptoms can kill you if you are not seen and treated for those uh, depending on the severity tobacco use and smoking do damage to nearly every organ in the human body often leading to lung cancer respiratory disorders stroke heart attack and other illnesses okay so substance use is a real issue the big thing now is the opioid epidemic okay um, opioids reduce the perception of pain okay and they can also produce drowsiness confusion euphoria nausea and constipation and depending on the amount of the drug taken it can actually cause respiratory depression and that's why people overdose um, when they're using heroin opioid use represents a very unique challenge um, according to the CDC an average of 130 Americans die every day from an opioid overdose and these include prescriptions such as hydrocodone oxycodone morphine and codeine and while many people benefit from using these medications to manage pain prescription drugs are frequently diverted for improper use people use them repeatedly tolerance increases and they may not be able to maintain the source for the drugs because when you have tolerance you need more medicine to get the same effect um, SAMHSA which is uh, the substance abuse and mental health uh, arm of the NIH they have an opioid overdose prevention toolkit and these offer strategies to healthcare providers communities and local governments for developing practices and policies to help prevent opioid related overdoses and deaths you can find this online at their website interesting statistic every 15 minutes a baby is born suffering from an opioid withdrawal I I think that we really do need to look at what in society is creating and fueling this issue because this is a this is an issue that is affecting all of of America we are working around people daily who are using substances and trying to work and um, people are getting ill from using these and there, there's a dollar amount associated with this um, tobacco this is insane this number is insane tobacco in 2010 cost 168 billion dollars in healthcare costs just tobacco 
alcohol, $27 billion. Illicit drugs, $11 billion. Prescription opioids, $26 billion. Okay. Those are huge amounts, huge amounts associated with substance use disorder. Huge, huge reasons to invest in research, evaluation, education, treatment, management, therapy. Way cheaper than the actual burden that these things are actually causing on uh, the American public. I mean, this is just crazy. I have a bunch of different statistics here. Um, we know that the, the big thing, the hot button subject now is the opioid epidemic, but in the hip hop community, we've been dealing with the, the crack ec epidemic since the 80s, right? And the crack epidemic was not given the same empathy and compassion that the opioid epidemic has been given. There are lots of reasons for that. The hip-hop community knows what the number one reason for that is. But we do want to make sure that everybody understands that the hip-hop community, we see you. We, we see how y'all are treating the opioid epidemic versus how the crack epidemic was treated. We, we see now, and we're going to get into this because we're going to do a separate show uh, on this. Because we're in Kentucky now, and there's a lot of talk about the medicinalization of cannabis. But we also, in the hip-hop community, know that there were a lot of people in the hip-hop community that were penalized, incarcerated because of cannabis and cocaine, crack cocaine uh, distribution and selling. And now, um, you've got all this compassion for people who are suffering from the opioids. Where's the compassion for the... The crack addicts, we need to show the same and extend the same resources and compassion to them. And for discussion of uh, legalization and decriminalization of cannabis uh, for uh, monetary gain, we, in the same discussion, need to be talking about also vacating the uh, convictions of people uh, convicted in regard to cannabis-related convictions. It, it, it only makes sense for that to all go together if you're going to talk about this. Um, it's very interesting how we pick and choose the uh, the substance du jour we want to have compassion for. Um, we need to have compassion for the fact that as a society, we are now creating a way of life that people actually need to, are, are, are self-medicating to take a break from. And... We need to figure out what is that entailing? Are we providing the societal supports and resources we need in order to go along and have a good and fruitful and helpful life? You know, it's crazy because millennials have a lot of problems um, that they've inherited from, you know, generations beforehand. It's making them harder, you know. Uh, it's making it harder for them to go out and actually... Uh, accomplish the American dream. We need to reevaluate why is that so? Where are we headed as a, a country and a civilization that we have allowed ourselves to be in a position where the next generation will have less than? Um, we need to restructure all of this. Um, it's very, very interesting how um, 
the well-educated private school, professional schools, uh, people um, have access to mental health. You know, Dave Chappelle says it best. He says, you know, uh, suburbia, people have therapists in the hood, there's liquor stores. Uh, we do have to make mental health services uh, more accessible for the actual demographic who need them most um, to help them deal with things. I love how in the inner city they're helping the kids uh, in certain cities uh, get through uh, conflict and confrontation uh, instead of putting them in, you know, uh, in school suspension. They're actually putting them in yoga and medica meditation classes to help them deal and process that emotion that comes with growing up with all the stress that they have to go up, grow up with. So it's really cool that, um, you know, we're moving in some ways, you know, to becoming better uh, at providing resources. But these are one-offs, you know. Um, you know, there are certain companies like Edna who make yoga mandatory uh, for their employees. But, you know, there are also places where people work and they work straight through lunch and, you know, are on 10 all the time. We need to somehow find a way to make life bearable for Americans so we don't have to um, deal with a society that has a significant percentage of people who are um, using other means to self-medicate in order for them to go about their lives. And like I said, it doesn't have to be something you put in your body like alcohol, tobacco, drugs. It can be how you spend your money. It can be gambling. It can be shoes or shopping or, or whatever. Again, anything that we use to harm because we are self-medicating from something that's bothering us, that's a bad thing. Okay. So it's very interesting because Portugal has legalized all drugs. Okay, because you know, you think to yourself, you know, what is the solution to substance abuse? Portugal's solution was to legalize all drugs. Okay, and substance abuse behavior that leads to legal run ins is dealt with individually, and those people are put on a track to rehabilitation. Uh, it's an interesting way, right, to deal with it. The Netherlands response cannabis flour and hash should decriminalized. And it's okay to consume in approved certain approved areas. Okay, um, the the solution is is multifaceted. Okay, you, people need to be educated. There needs to be access to treatment. There needs to be improved emotional IQ education, problem solving, conflict resolution, confrontation, um, yoga, meditation needs to be taught. Home economics should be brought back. To teach life skills, um, you know, is medicinalization of cannabis the answer? We don't know. We know that this is something that people in the United States are looking at. We know that there are 20 plus states who are doing it. Um, like I said, it'll be a separate show. But I always wonder, does society see its role in driving the substance abuse epidemic? I mean, a societal change, it must occur.
to allow room to create easy access to constructive coping mechanisms. We have to mature so that we can deal with high stress. With, with all societies in evolution, all things must evolve. So must our coping mechanisms, okay? And we must recognize the physiological impact of stress on the mind and the body. And to not acknowledge this stress is, a, is fatal, okay? Um, acknowledging stress as a weakness, not worthy of reduction and addressing, creates health problems down the line, okay? So it's important for you to understand and know exactly what's going on with you and with your your body and what is happening in, in all that is your life. It's important to recognize when you're not feeling yourself and when you're feeling off balance. It's important to recognize when it's okay to pull back, to process, to think about what's wrong. A lot of times we don't give ourselves permission to do that. You need to give yourself permission to do that. It's important. And you need to work on your spirituality. That is a saving grace and can help you through the, the harshest of times. Identify with who your, your uh, God is who your prophet is and study and learn and tap into that spiritual source for you so that you know where you can go when things get bad and when stress gets bad. Because like I told, you know, you guys in the last podcast with depression, and anxiety, life is like a sine wave. It's like a sound wave. You got to ride the wave. It goes ride the wave. Okay. There are peaks and there are valleys and no given point in time are you in the same place you're going to be forever. Life is fluid. And so with that, you must learn circumstances, temporary circumstances, they're going to go. And there's no need to be controlled by your emotions. Okay, if you, you can be controlled by your emotions, you can be controlled by anyone. That's a Warren Buffett quote, right? So again, substance abuse is when you're using things that call using things that bring about harmful effects in your life. Okay. As always, if you're concerned about whether or not you may be at risk for substance abuse, you can go to SAMHSA's website. SAMHSA's S-A-M-S-H-A. SAMHSA. Yeah. S A, yeah, I'm tripping. S A M S A, SAMHSA. I think that's right. And so you can go to their website. It's part of the NIH. I was trying to see if I had it written down in here. And you can take SAMHSA, S A M H S A, okay? And like I said, you can take, um, they have all kind of. They have all kinds of information there, um, all kinds of education. There are all kinds of screening uh, tips. There's all kind of uh, information where you can always look up uh, any of the anonymouses, right? Alcoholics Anonymous, Narcotics Anonymous, um, uh, Al-Anon. Those are nationwide. 
and you can call those numbers and you can get help and guidance and find someone who has been uh, where you are, whether you're the person suffering from substance abuse or you have a family member suffering from it. There's, there's a lot of resources out there, um, but we have to do a better job of getting the word out of where people can go to get help. Um, again, substance, substance abuse is a big issue. Uh, it's causing billions of dollars of health care costs per year that would be way better invested in uh, identification and prevention um, and education uh, and development of better societal uh, coping mechanisms. So uh, we hope to get to that point, right? But um, it's going to take us doing it one one step at a time. And uh, again, if if I can ever be of any service to you guys, you, you guys know where to find me, www.ecarepsc.com. I'm Dr. Marlies Hill Ali, MD. This is SheMD Podcast. This was episode eight. We were talking about substance abuse. Thank y'all. And our next episode is going to be about emotional abuse. Uh, stay tuned.